Let's do what we learned this morning. Close your eyes and pray for yourself. That eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Brother Hagen always said, the scripture will cure any questions that you have. Because the scripture is the final authority, God speaking on a subject. Father, here we are in your presence. Years of questions, misunderstanding, or even wrong teaching might have kept us in a trap. But the Spirit of the Lord is here to enlighten us to set us free. So we trust the spirit of truth. Holy Spirit will lead us, guide us in all the truth. Help us God. Thank you. Say the Lord loves me personally. Passionately, passionately, powerfully, powerfully and, permanently. and permanently. I want to love the Lord, love the Lord. Personally, personally, passionately, passionately powerfully, powerfully, permanently. permanently. So, I must so I must simplify my life, simplify my life. get rid of the weight that easily besets me. I must find a solitude. Learn to be silence. Surrender all. Put on humility. So we can serve. We pray. For your will. To be, done. to be done in my life. In my life. I, praise you. I praise you. I will not do anything, not do anything. without your peace. Without peace. And I want, I want to thank you. I agree with your thoughts. With your you, want you want me make a full proof of your calling. And I said, thank you. I will finish my race. I will keep my faith. And I will see you. I will hear the words. Well done. Thou faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Thank you for your grace. For this, journey, for this journey from earth, from earth to, heaven. to heaven. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In, Jesus name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have your seat. Please apply these principles and you will see it will take time.
it will take time but you will see the results you will see the results of god's grace in your life now you know about uh, about 6 years ago uh, my friend pastor inak sitima he's originally from malawi and god called him to be a missionary in botswana so he is a missionary in botswana i've been going there since about 89 and so he called me and says steven we need to go to listen to pastor jack hayfield i said okay what are we going to do he said we just going to sit there and for four days whether jack hayfield is going to come sit on a little stool and just talk about 60 some years in the ministry he has something to say and we have something to hear because we have to understand we have not arrived let me talk to the young ministers that's the one thing you have to watch you like a like a turbo engine all round of ready to go and got no wisdom where to go all the energy so it's a two way street so i was praying yesterday and so i'm just going going to as a man of god in a ministry whom you love whom you trust whom you receive i do not go to the place where they do not respect me do not receive me i ain't got time to waste i go where i'm celebrated not tolerated i have been some meeting when one guy came and say what are you doing here and i wanted to take him out but uh, you know i'm sanctified little bit with all due respect i say sir you did not invite me the man of god in this church invited me that's why i'm here so thank you man of god woman of god family family for trusting respecting inviting so i'm going to talk from my heart about the subject we talk about praying praise peace of god positive thoughts now the last one is practice you go to you know i i i am i I'm a basketball fan so you talk to coach especially san antonio pops he always talks go back to the basics practice 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 and thing is this practice is not exciting my son the middle one he was a excellent soccer player on a corner kick he can kick curve the ball and put it in the net but he thought he had a right 
So he will not. He will take the car, go on the north side when he was supposed to be going on the south. And there was another guy with him. He could hardly kick. But he was always there. Practicing, practicing, practicing. Guess what? That little kid is a kicker for New York Giants. He was with St. Louis Rams. That tells me something. Just because you think you have arrived and you know certain things, but if you do not practice, talk to Michael Jordan. He will go two, three hours on a free throw line. Throw about 300. And then you have 95 average. Same way. Putting the word God in practice is not exciting. It is boring. Those of us who want to lose weight, it's not exciting to get up in the morning and go to gym. Are you kidding me? Because we want somebody to give us a magic pill and we drop 30 pounds like this and we don't want to pay the price. Serving God is a lifetime of sacrifice and paying the price. That we don't want to do. So let me just start talking. We talk about two generations. And like I say, I've been in this for a while. So once in a while, Brother, always, Brother Hagen always say, you know, some fad will come and they go and all that. There was a time in 1980s and 90s, this is the Joseph generation. And then all started gathering around and doing whatever they did. And Brother Hagan said, just chill, it will go. And then after a while, this is the Joshua generation. Folks writing songs about Joshua, that this and that. Well, Joshua came and gone. And then some of the idiots, this, oh, I use Mike's word, uh, <laughs> they decide to say, well, this is Elisha generation. And they had the idea, but listen to this. Daniel 2 and I believe 22 says, it is God who changes the times and the seasons. Just because you want something bad, you have to wait. Remember, wait patiently and know the time and the seasons. So when we're talking about, now let's talk about this transition called the senior minister and a young minister. How do we do that? It is very delicate issue. The Bible has so much to say about it. We don't hear too much. You will hear only on one side. You will hear only on the other side. But the truth is in the word of God. So let me talk from a senior pastor's viewpoint. So let me go back to Philippians 4 and verse 9. That's my next uh, practice it. Philippians 4, 9. And I am in, uh, what is this? New English, uh, New American, uh, whatever, New Translation. Keep putting on into practice all you learn. Say learn. learn. Receive, Receive from me. Everything you heard. From me. And saw me doing. He said, keep putting into practice. So here we go. As a 
man of God. I'm talking about the senior pastor. I'm talking about the elder. I'm talking about the one who has followers. Many followers. You got to discern which one is that. Because if we won't, we might be led by the flesh and make a decision uh, trying to get some mellow guy, uh, don't want to get the guy, he's uh, uh, rough on ages. So you need, first of all, to know God, who is the person. How do you find it? You pray, you wait, and that, because man looks on the outside. God looks on the heart. 1974, I got born again. I went to one church in the western part of Oklahoma. Looked like my son here, long hair, long beard. Hey, I was the one who hung the moon at that time. And then, Andrew Womack. You know Andrew Womack? So he had invited me to go preach for him. So we went and sat there in the back. Again, this is later on. And I was there in the back and all that. Nobody come and greeted me. Come on, folks. Faith people, grace people, word of faith, tongue-talking. Huh? Me and my cowboy friend, rancher, were standing in the back. Nobody come and greeted me. And all of a sudden, Andrew saw me. He said, oops, Brother Stephen is here. He can pray for anybody to receive the Holy Ghost. And he called me. And there were hundreds some people in the line. I stood over there. I lift my hand. Boom. They all went at the power of God. And when the meeting is over, everybody's making a beeline to me. And I snuck out. We look on the outside. It is not outside selecting a son or the, the guy who's going to come. It is what is in the heart. Paul said, I do not know anyone in the flesh, but in the spirit. So it's a responsibility of a man of God to find that out. Okay? Now flip it. For the younger one, here he says, whatever you learn from me. So are you learning anything from? Are you hearing what he is saying? And do you receive him? See, our problem is this woman to receive the message, but we don't want to receive the messenger. But you got to receive messenger and message also. Then he say, what you have seen in me and what you do, that's what I want you to practice. So let us go back on the other side now. The man. Bible says Mark, a perfect man. What is his lifestyle when he's not on the pulpit? That's where my book will come in. What is his lifestyle? Does he preach what he lives? I'm a man of conviction because I preach with a conviction and I live a life of conviction. 
to be a man of conviction. Sold out to God. Sold out to your call. Doesn't matter. Once you hear from heaven, it don't make no difference. You just go ahead and stand there. But question is this. Paul says. Paul says. 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. Listen to me, pastors. Paul says, follow me as I follow the Lord. Question is this. Are the pastors or whoever you want to call it, are they living life? And I'm not talking about Mr. Perfect. But living a life. That glorifies God. Ask the wife. Ask the kids. Because I have seen preachers. I mean bring the glory down. Huh? But the most miserable person in the congregation is the wife. Because he can put on a show. If Hollywood ever runs out of the Actors, I will make a phone call. Come, we got plenty in a church. How is he at the house? Ask the kids. And let me say one statement. You might not like it, but I'm going to leave in the morning anyway, so I'm good. We have taken one, now watch it. We have taken one, what we have heard. If you take care of God's family, God will take care of your family. We have heard it. And we bought that and neglected the family. But the God that I serve will help you take care of your wife and your kids and all of us. So don't have a idea that you can slide under. Oh God, I'm taking care of your family. Take care. Uh-uh. You the father. You are the husband. It is your responsibility to all of them. And again I say, hmm? I'm not going to crumb like I told you about my son. Huh? I'm not going to crumb. No, but love them. When they're down, be there. Yeah, people say that here you are preaching, traveling all over the world, and your son is the number one rapper. What about it? I said, what about it? So please, at the same time, when you want to go into ministry, make sure your wife is in agreement. Otherwise, everybody will be happy. I had a pastor's conference. Watch it now. And I gave papers to everybody. And I said, write your mistress's name on here. <coughs> Nobody turned it in. I said, well, bring me the blank paper. I said, let me write your mistress's name. Ministry.
that has become your priority and your family suffers. It should not be that way. Your God, listen to me son, your God who has called you is powerful enough to keep your family in this thing. You mark my word. You will not lose none of them. They might act like an idiot once in a while. I did too. For 24 years. I will go raise all kind of hell. In my city of 1 million people. Huh? Come out in the night time. Wear a big old boots with a big old dagger inside. Huh? Come out and take the boots off so my mom won't hear me. Pray. And I will hear my name. Dang. Don't you have anything else to pray? My mama never heard me preach. Son. She never heard me preach. My grandfather, illiterate man, can't read my language, write. I will go to his village. He will ask me to read scripture. And I will cheat him. How? There are paragraphs. So I will read one paragraph, skip a couple of them, read the last paragraph, said, Pop, is over. And then he will pray for me. And I said, Lord Jesus. So all I am saying, God will take care of your family, but you do not neglect them. Make sure your wife is in agreement. Brother Mike was asking, how did I met my wife? And again, I'm just talking as a man of God, so it might fit somewhere. I was a student dead to you. In the summertime, long hair, I'm preaching on a, at the gas station. And that's where I met her, disciple her. And I told her one thing. I don't have a dime. I don't have nothing, but I know one thing. I'm going to be a man of God and I'm going to travel all over the world if you are willing to go in a ministry where nothing but hell will follow you. Sacrifice, sacrifice and all these things. People will talk about you, eat your food and spit you out. If you're willing to go, then we will proceed. Otherwise, there's no need to. married 39 years. Why? It's a ministry. More than anything else. If you can do only one thing that will satisfy you, go do it. If ministry is the only thing that will satisfy, then come on in. Put your hand on the plow. Don't look back. So, let me talk about this now. How does it work? Again, let me say, Moses and Joshua, you know the story. Moses, Moses had laid hands on him. Deuteronomy 34, 7. Deuteronomy 34, 7. Numbers 27, 22. He had imparted his spirit, his wisdom inside him. 
But watch it. We always talk about Moses was on a mountain for 40 days fasting. Saw God face to face. Never forget, Joshua was right there. And we never talk about Joshua fasting 40 days and hanging there. But we always talk about Moses. So the young ministry, ministers, don't try to cash in by dropping names. Went over to you, let me come down, explain to you. You remember Elisha's servant, I don't know how you say it in English, Gehazi or Gehazi, you know who I'm talking about. He went after Naaman and started dropping the names. Oh, my master has asked me to come. Oh, my master, uh, uh, the two uh, servants came. My master, this, this thing. Don't do that. Don't do that. Just a day will come. Listen to me. It will be easy to cash in on the glory of a senior pastor. Well, they have done. You know who I am. I'm hooked up with him. I'm hooked up with Keep on paying the price. Nobody will talk about you. Let it be. But if you want, you will like to buck the system and want to get the glory for you than to get it out from the senior. Please don't do that. Bible says, young minister, submit to the elder ministers. And that's where we have trouble. They don't want to submit. And again, I'm not saying there are certain, like I have told you, there are certain, certain things that we do. When it don't line up with the word, when it don't line up within your spirit and all that, that's a different story. But all I am saying, just serve. Joshua served Moses. Nobody was talking about it. And listen to me, a day will come when timing is everything. Some older ones don't want to give up the steering wheels. The younger one want to kick them out and drive. It's a time for everything. Question is this. Who would know the time? Would the younger one will know the time? Or the father will know the time? Don't answer me. You can argue both ways. But according to the scripture. Wait on the father. To call you. I'm talking about godly father. I'm not talking about some bootleg. Paul says that you got a lot of teachers. But you have only one father. And you know what? Trust your father. Trust your father in a calling. Now, and when I am talking about what you see, what you do in them, 
All I am talking is, does the man you are following have a character? It's number one in my book. I'm talking about having godly character as defined by the word of God. Is he a man of integrity? Character is who you are. Integrity is what you do. And motivation is why you do what you do. These are the three foundations you look into a man of God. Does he have a godly character? Does he have a lifestyle of integrity? I mean, wholeness. What you see in a pulpit is what you see at the house. You will see at the market. You will see it in the street. He's only one. I'm a man of God. Motivation. Why is he in a ministry? First Peter 5 says, not to lord over them, not for filthy lucre, not to make them slaves. And let me say something. Sometimes the father turns the sons into slaves. And it is wrong, wrong, wrong. Father is responsible as an adult to take the responsibility in a relationship. Father supplies. Say father supplies. Father provides. Father trains. Don't let them say, boy, do this and do this and do this. Hold up. I don't know how to do certain things. Teach me. Train me. You know how it works. I do. And you watch me. I help you do. And then you do it. Then you do it and I'm going to watch it. That's how it works in a ministry. That's how it works in a ministry. Let me say, don't put too much pressure on the young generation. You got to do this and do this and do this and do this. And you are not supplying them the tools. You are not supplying them the prayers. You are not covering them. You are not guiding them. And all. It should not be that way. He said that, let us not be Lord over them. But help them. Bring them. Nurture. That's what a father does. Nurtures. They will screw up. But you got to clean up. Hello? That's your baby. Babies don't know how to clean up. They know how to mess up. But it is our responsibility to be very patient with them and not use them for your glory. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And this is what happens. So now, I'm just going to take two examples. Like I told you about Moses and Joshua. And my favorite in a book is Elijah and Elisha. We will talk about that here in a minute. Huh? And Jesus and his disciples. Mark 3, 13 to 18. Bible says, and Jesus called them. Many, they came for one reason. To be with him do you spend time with the sons 
do you train them one on one don't go to golf course and play golf and tell your son or go to the church and pray i have i'm sorry i have seen folks be out there on a lake tearing up a whole lake with their new boat and all that and, and tell yes young you guys carry on whoa time out i don't know how to pray stand here teach me by example how to pray how to lead how jesus spent listen to me he had multitude but when he came down to he took 12 and of course there is always the devil out of 12 so if you find some devil don't worry about it if jesus had one devil out of 12 uh, out of 200 i don't know how many we got go figure that never mind all i am saying spend time with them and let me be very candid remember the young man i i told about this morning for 20 some years huh you know what i asked him i told him as a son every saturday i go to the my, go to the church nobody in the building no secretaries nobody in the building i am there between 8 and 12 i go lay at the altar and i pray I walk to the every room and I pray children's church choir youth ministry little babies offices I pray come and join me I can pray at home see the see what I'm saying this is what I'm talking do it by examples spend time with them one on one one on one take them under your wing spend time spend time i have two young uh, young in my church right now because of this thing huh there are a lot of question i took one friday and taught them for two hours and that clear everything you got to spend time with jesus called them they came together to be with him He taught them, trained them. When everybody left, they asked a question and he answered them. He didn't tell everybody. But to the one that you know, you've got to spend time with them. You've got to spend time with them. When I became a pastor, I didn't know where my pastor lived. They would put a foot in his house. And I said, "That's not right." So I built a house on the north side, and I told everybody, "This is where I live. You all come and see me. My house is open." Remember, Peter, the disciples came to Jesus and said, "Where do you live?" He said, "Come and see." I'm talking about relations, and especially the sons that I want them to be passing my baton. Huh? Come on. transparent this is who i am this is what i do you come on friday night i'll be watching josie wells well if you don't like it too bad that that, that that's how i am you call me on my cell phone and it will ring the good and the bad and the ugly music that, that's me and my kids had a whole lot to do with it 
Because one day he was sitting with me and I was driving and some to do to do to. He looked at me and said, What's wrong? What's wrong with you? That's not you. I said, What you want? He said, Put some clean dish. I got you, guy. You follow what I'm So don't take me down because I, I watch a clean dish. Give me time to be a human. I don't walk on a cloud nine. That's my wife. I don't. Anybody who drives faster than me is an idiot. You follow what I'm saying? I lose my cool. But I, okay, do, okay, Lord, you know. Be transparent, but we want them to appear we are. We never make any mistakes. No, let them see. You ready for them? Jesus came to his disciples and showed the scars. Look at here. I tell my people, I spent 20 years in this life and he left. I did this and they left. Come on. People will leave you, but God will not leave you. So so do this. Alright? So we talk about Jesus and Paul and Timothy. My God, you can talk a whole lot about Paul and Timothy. That was his son. And all of them, they had a personal relationship with it. Don't say that, oh, I, I teach you on Sundays. I understand that. But find some time during the week. There are just two of you. Father and son, go for a walk. Talk. And while I'm on this subject, don't pressure, do not put pressures on a pastor's kids to carry that baton. Well, Matthew, Matthew is preaching for John Hagee. Alright. So Joel Osteen is preaching for John Austin, so. Freddie is preaching for Fred Price, so. Junior is preaching for Papa Hagen, so. Just take the pressure off. It is God who calls. It is God who calls. God, Lord, help us. If God has called them, that's good. But don't, no, 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 no. God will find someone else. But you make sure you find. So please leave preacher's kids alone. Mm -mm, mm -mm. They don't want to be. Bible says if a person desires, they don't. So why are you pushing it? Pray for them. They'll be all right. So now let us start. There must be a smooth transition. Say smooth transition. God's way is we both win, then we are winners. We both must win. Father is satisfied, son is satisfied, they're both on the same page. That's God. Father abusing them and they're broken, this abusing father. That's not the right way to do. All right. It must be by the Spirit of God. Timing is important. They must be brought by God. For me, come all the way from India and be a pastor of a North Church in Tulsa. We went through 17 pastors. 
after I heard from heaven that this is going to be the church, I'm going to help you reach the whole world. We went through 17 ministers. And I'm sitting there thinking, I said, okay, you. Pastor Harrison said, well, this is the one, this is the one I'm thinking, no, he ain't. But you keep on doing it. Listen to me. Don't bug the system. When you know it is God, it is God's responsibility. He will move hell and heaven to bring you your miracle. I can outreach all of them with my eyes closed, with my hand tied behind my back any day, any time, place. And I say, you idiot, wasted by two hours this morning. But that's what just me, my flesh. Sometimes I had to make myself go to church. Now oh, you look at me like that. <laughs> but I knew I was called. I knew I was called. I was called. Listen to me. I served them for 18 years. Carried Buddy Harrison's bags in Africa, all over England, all over India, all over America. And everybody else was promoted but me. But the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. You have to wait. Don't rush it. You will mess it up big time. So people say, well, you waited that much. What did you learn? Can I say this? Can you handle it? I learned more what not to do than do in a ministry. Now that's a message. That's a lesson you cannot pay anybody to give you. I learned what not to do in a ministry with the people. That's why I'm a better preacher today. I'm a better husband, better father, better grandfather, better pastor today. Why? Waiting on God, you're not wasting your time. The devil will tell you, you're wasting your time. No, you're learning. And no season wasted with God. You will learn what to do, what not to do. All right, let's just talk now. Two things, two examples in the Bible about the transition. Father and son, father and son, one right, one wrong. What do we learn? How do we close this thing? Let's go for my favorite prophet, Elijah and Elijah. For the sake of time, you already know the story of Elijah. Oh, you don't fool with that man. He'll fry you in a second. But at the same time, he was scared of a woman. I'm going to fry you tomorrow. And he took off running. Come on, dude, what's wrong with you? 
There's enough fire left in heaven. But he ran. Now listen to me. Tired, hungry, no friend, no companion, no nothing. Went in a cave, do all these things. And the Lord said, uh, what are you doing here? Nothing. Stress. I'm the only one. Remember stress? His focus is on you. I'm the only one. And the Lord said, do eat something. So he ate. Went back to sleep. He ate again. And then the Lord said, you want to die, huh? Uh, how would you like to anoint somebody to replace you? Okay, senior pastors. How would you like to do that? Knowing that guy is going to take your job. Would you anoint him? Oh, Lord, come on, help me. For 20 years, Elisha followed him. And you know, the Bible says, James says, Elijah was a man of passion like you and I. Huh? They looked at him and said, oh, that's the dude going to take my place. How would you treat him? How would you treat the man you know is going to take your place and become a senior pastor? Or a choir master, or a youth leader, or whatever. Uh, how would you treat him? Would you treat him as a son, or treat him as a slave? Bible doesn't say how he treated, but it is not about those fathers. It was about Elisha, successful businessman. And Bible say for twenty years. He served him. And listen to this. Even after the transaction happens, Elijah is in heaven. And you know what they're talking about? Elisha, not the prophet Elisha. They are still talking about the man who served his father. That's a lesson to be learned for the young people. Serve him so after he goes, your reputation is not your own. You have only one reputation. You love your father and you serve him till he gone. Let's do that. Serve him with all your might and your strength and your power. Pray for them. Intercede them. Do whatever needs to be done. You know why? Your day is coming. Your day is coming. But wait. Wait. Story goes on. Everybody, all the prophets knew that Elijah was to be taken up. Elisha knew. Elijah knew. They went to Gilgal and 50 Maudi prophets came to him. Look, when you have a call of God in your life, get ready for haters. They will hate you. Because there are so many things that they should get the position. So 50 prophets, sons of the prophet, don't you know your master 
is going to be taken. See the words, what the words? They are saying, your master is going to be taken. Elijah said, go boy. I'm not going. As long as the Lord lives, I will not leave you. Now I'm going to tell you one intimate story. I am not ashamed of it. In 1983, something happened in the ministry of FCF. People were leaving. So I went to see Pastor Harrison in his office. Tears was going all over his face. And I got on my knees because I was on my way to Africa for him to pray for me. And he said, son, I messed up. And everybody is leaving me. I won't blame you if you leave me too. I got up on the, on the floor and I said, pardon me. I said, that's a hell of a thing for a father to tell me. You didn't call me here. God called me here. Hell with it. I'm not leaving you. And I stayed. And I served him. Serve the man of God. He is not perfect and all that. But you must know you the son and he is the father. We did it. They went to Bethel. The same thing happened. Went to Jericho. The same thing happened. Went to Jordan. The same thing happened. And Bible says they were walking and they were talking. I wish I would know what they were talking. The Bible doesn't say anything. Listen to this. Like I said, who calls the shot? Does the father or does the son call the shot for this transition passing on the baton? They both knew. Elisha knew that he will replace him. Elijah knew he will. But guess what? You ready? It was the father. Ask the son, come here. Gilgal, Bethel, Jericho, all these 200 prophets are standing in the line. But you the one. He said, you know what? Today is the day. I'm going to go. But I know you are my replacement. Ask me. So let me talk to the young ministers. Wait for your father. Wait for your senior man to set the time. Well, he's too slow. You will learn something. What not to do. So you won't be slow with your uh, guy who is going to take your place. Oops. What do you want? Twenty years, Elisha saw him. Signs, miracles, fire of God calling down, food multiplied, the miracles. And he asked him one thing, 
may i have double portion of your anointing son ask for the anointing spiritual thing from your father in the law and elijah say wait a minute wait mate you asking too much uh you asking a hard thing elijah said well that's all right but he said if you see me taken up you will get it just go on i'm not going on and then they go he took the rope parted jordan river went on the other side and all of a sudden while they are talking the world will and takes him takes him up to heaven what's the difference between other prophets and elisha other prophets are telling him your master your master your master your master is taken away from you but as soon as that happened elisha said my father my father he is not your master he is your father who loves provides protects nurtures cleans up teaches train stand with you that's what they are and he got the mantle threw away his clothes put the mantle on came back to the jordan and he say where is god of elijah not elisha see the respect just before we enter here i was talking to pastor mike the difference between america and uh, africa is this they respect the man of god in africa with the utmost respect they do they do we need to come back honor your father and your mother so it will be well with you it will be well with your ministry that happened that happened second kings 311 after elijah was gone they are still talking about elisha who poured water on the hands of elijah making him the lowest of the lowest of the lowest servant even if you come to india at my house uh, if you are take it to the village there is a one water boy that's his job you come here you take your shoes off and he will pour water in your feet wash your hands that is his job and that was elisha's reputation jesus say i came here not to do my will but will of the my father your job is not to do your will but will of the father meaning the vision god has put inside you it must carry it on we bury the man of god woman of god but the vision continues to lives on i know people talk about faith christian fellowship do you understand i am carrying on the vision of fcm 1977 the lord spoke to buddy and pat go to stalsta started church a family church a charismatic teaching center and reached the world and guess what that's what i am doing man dies vision is eternal 
Vision is heavenly. You must understand the vision. Even people call you flunky. Don't worry about it. The vision is alive. And where there is a vision, there will be provision. And if there is no provision, you have got to go back and revisit your vision. You know, before the final exam, you go back and revision. God will provide for you. And that's how the transition took place. Son waited. Son served. Father was willing to give. Because he knew, both of them knew the time. Okay? Now let's just flip for a few minutes. Luke 15. 11 following. You know the story of prodigal son. And I made a statement this morning. And I said, I will explain to you about you might be in a ministry, but it's a wrong ministry. Oops. Okay, see the difference now. The son, I'm talking about the younger son, wanted a promise, but he did not like the process. The process is waiting. That's the hardest thing for Americans and all of us to do. We just don't like to wait. Stand in the front of microwave and scream, hurry up. We got a problem. We got issues. Remember last time I was teaching about simplify your life? Huh? You know, like Brother Mike and Kathy say, huh? this is the laid back people. My God, they go chop the wood and come here and put a fire in those, uh, those toes. And, and they were fine. They still had time to talk to God. And here we go. Everything is instant. Microwave, push the car, boom, 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 everything. Mm, internet, all that. And we still ain't got time for God. Something wrong with us. That was a trouble with the son who wanted blessing of the father but did not want to wait. Elisha waited. This boy said, no, give me mine. You know what he's saying? I wish you were dead. That's what he's telling his father. Because according to the Jews, they got to wait. Till the father passes and then they get the inheritance. I wish you was dead. There are too many people in the church sitting there looking at his man. I wonder how long this dude is going to be hanging around. Praying for him to die. Come on folks. Pray the Lord will keep him long. He came. Father did not come to him. Elijah came to Elisha. Son, you have served me enough. I know your heart. Huh? Ask me. This little dude did not even. He came to the father and said, listen. Don't talk to your father like say, listen. Somebody ought to slap you upside your head. He went to the father and said, listen. Give me what is mine. And father gave him. Father, don't give in. You are more mature. They might get through your feet. They might cry. They might leave a church. But let it be. I didn't hear no amen, but let it be. Because if you pamper them, you will have to pamper 
all their life they are messy. And they won't clean it. They will expect you to clean emotionally, financially, family-wise. And you'll be an old dude rocking in your rocker. And they come like a crybaby. And you'll be wasting your time in the old age rather than enjoying it. He went. You know the story? All the money gone, all the friends gone, everything gone, everything gone, lost everything. And Bible says, and there was a famine comes. And he's sitting there. Hmm. I still got to be in a ministry. I'm called. Listen to this. He leaves the father's house. If you can see my heart, it is crying right now. Pastor Mike. He left the father's flock, the father's field, where he could be the owner. He left that ministry to satisfy the flesh, join with a non-Jew. And he said, he joined himself with a man out of covenant. Jews, covenant. He went. And there are so many churches full of the preachers who are joined out of covenant. Yeah, they can sing. Oh yeah, they can preach. They can shout. They have lights. They have cameras. They got a smoke machine. They got all the loud music. They got all kind of things. And all these things. Shut the thing down and see is he a son or is he a join himself to someone who can pay him? Ministers are for sale today. I'm going to come and play for you. I get a phone call. I don't have no music minister. Oh, if you pay me $400 a, a weekend, do I don't even get that kind of money. What's wrong with you? They will sell. And Bible says, listen, and no man gave him anything. What you want is in a father's house. Nobody can give you. They might give you a title. They might give you a promotion. They might give you all these things. But that is temporal. What you need is eternal. The vision they cannot. And that boy joined himself. Work in somebody else's field. And he wished he could eat. In my father's house, there is plenty. And I left. Don't leave father's house. Sir, sir, your time will come. Your time will come. And, and again, I'm talking about true fathers. I'm not talking about bootleg. I have to balance this. Because there are some who have turned into, I wouldn't even use the word father. They have just become abusers. Slave masters. Hard taskmasters. 
they don't want to do it and they want everybody else to pay the price but please i am talking to the genuine again this message is for the people father loves god son loves god father loves god daughter loves god this is the people i am talking I ain't time for idiots go do what you got to do could wasting my time and your time but thank god he came back but let me tell you something pride is such a thing that will stop a son coming home he might be a doa they don't arrive he might not make it when he left he was young he had money he had energy now he's all gone you might not make it so best thing is just just don't leave stay home stay home and serve somebody said that what would you have done if uh, this thing would have never never done that's not my job is god's job i will keep serving i will keep loving i will keep on ministering he came back father i have sinned against heaven and earth against you i'm not worthy to be called your son da 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 and father restores let me say this nobody can bless like your father can bless nobody can forgive like your father can forgive nobody can put you back where you belong like your father can but i got to be wise there are too many fathers who are not willing to do that there are too many sons who are not willing to do that we got a problem in the body of christ so what are we going to do we don't let god be god and handle his business handle his business <sighs> now let me say this brother mike last five years was the hellest five years of my life i'm going to put this in a nutshell here in a minute i was crying oh i was bad at god like hell So that's how you going to play me now. I'm talking to God. Pour my life into this man and his wife and his kids. Done everything. Now they're gone. I be John Brown that the age of 60 I have to start all over again looking for a son. Because my listen brother Mike we said again again folks i'm just being a candid i don't know how else to be i'm just being totally transparent they agreed the man and his wife agreed my elders and his wife agreed my wife and i we all agreed we broke a covenant meal in my house and we ate and we all agree he will be taking my place when i turn 65 so i can go back prophet unto the nations prophet over the kingdom and keep on preaching all over the world january 26 came this year i turned 65 i was mad so that's how you going to play a man who gave
I would start all over and look for other knucklehead. You know, when you burn. I'm, listen, Brother Mike. Everybody is a suspect. I know you all don't think like that. Somebody comes over. Pastor Ahmadu said, you better get away. You know, you're rich. Everybody is suspect. I was mad. So before 26th January, I fasted three days. That's the way my life works. I don't know how your life works. When I'm under the pressure, I apply myself. Solitude, silence, fasting. And the Spirit of the Lord, the same Spirit who told me this is going to be your building and I'm going to teach you the whole world. And I heard. So do you have a plan B? Or only you got one plan? I'm arguing with God. And still sweet whisper. I heard my plan B will be better my plan A plan B will wipe the pain of plan A as I show me the scripture you know how that's how you talk to God when you met I don't know how you all talk Does it sound good? He said, you have preached. I have preached? Yeah. You ought to listen to your own message, Stephen, once in a while. I said, explain to me. I'm hurting. I'm bruised. I don't want to celebrate 65. I don't want to go. I want to shut the door and say, close this little joint and be done with it. the Lord said, chill, let me say something. I had chosen Saul as a king. But because he rejected me, I didn't follow my throne. I had a plan B. So if somebody screws, screws up, messes up, plan of God carries on. He said, now my choice. I didn't want to look for David. David was not his choice. He said, now I am looking for a man whose heart is towards me. That man's heart was not towards. Let it go. And now plan B, David, Messiah came. To plan B. When Jesus was walking, nobody told, say, Oh, son of Saul, have mercy on me. Son of David, plan B, have mercy on me. And you know what? <laughs> I loaded my double barrel again on January 26th. I'm fully packed. Fully packed. Let's roll. Let's roll. That's his job to bring somebody 
who will be better than plan E, plan A, who will follow my instruction. They are there for the kingdom, not for themselves, not for their pride, but what they can get out of it. And you know what? I'm at peace. I was the happiest man on January 26 when I turned 65. Otherwise, it would be the sorriest day of my life. But God turned it around. All I am saying, God is good. Huh? He will help you. He will help me. He will help the young man. He will help the young man. All I am saying, like the great prophet, Please, can we just get along? That's the bottom line. Rodney King from California. Remember he said that? Can we just get along? Can we love one another? Let me close with this. First Peter 5 says, put on humility. He's talking to the young people. And that word put on literally means John 13 chapter Bible says he loved them to the end and he got up from the table, took his outer garment and took the towel, wrapped around him and served. That's what it means. Put on humility. mean, get off your high horse, put on a servant's towel and wash the feet and you'll be all right. And this is my prayer. I don't know when it is going to happen in this church. or This is the first time I'm ministering this message. But let it be the right time. Not looking on outside, well, this or this. Let it be from the heart for the gospel of God. Amen? Okay. I'm going to give you about five minutes if anybody has any question. I never do that, but I guess I will. And you know, if I don't know, I say, I don't know. What do you do if your daddy had screwed up? I just finished a series on, on Jacob. And now I'm teaching on Joshua. I mean, on uh, Joseph. Jacob lived 147 years. When he came in the presence of Pharaoh, Pharaoh asked him, say, Oldu, how old are you? He said, I'm 130 years old, but all of my days are full of sorrows, full of hell, full of pain. You know why? He did everything his way. God appeared to him all the time, wrestled with him, but he never did give up. He was just set in his ways. Here comes Joseph. I told pastor this. God never appeared to Joseph. But you know what? Son, you be faithful to God. And because of you obeying God, your father will come to you and your father will have peaceful 17 years like he had never in his life because of his son's obedience.
Don't send them to hell. Your father or who you were. Huh? Just you obey God. And they will come. Then God will give you grace. God give you mercy. And Bible says, what the enemy, Genesis 50 verse 20, what the enemy meant for evil, God turn it around for good. Let me say something else. Jacob curse his boys. Simeon and Levi. Because of Jacob's disobedience, they wind up killing the whole town, all the men. And now the old dude is about to die. Instead of blessing, he's cursing those two dudes. What do you do? Your father cursed you before he died. Fast forward. Moses is there. He said, we're going to go fight them. Who is going to be with me? And here comes Levi's. He said, I strapped myself. And Jacob had said, no Levi's will enter the place of God. But God said, because you chose me, I will make you a priest. Just because you missed out on your father's blessing, you are not cursed. Let me say something. Let it be. God will deceive you. He is the father of the fatherless. He is the father of the orphans. And Levites chose God. And the Lord said, you know what? Because of that, I undo everything your father had pronounced negative on you. I'm going to make a Levi's out of you. You will be the protector of my temple. Either way, we win. Okay, go ahead and ask me a question. Anybody has any question? If you don't, buy this, buy this CD. And listen to it over and over and over and over again. There's so much inside. So much inside. Your hearts are broken sometimes. But there is a bomb in Gilead. God will heal. You haven't missed your opportunity. God will restore. And when you do it, God will take care of you. God loves me. I don't know about you. I'm his favorite son. The most knucklehead, but I'm still his favorite. But that's what he think. Let him think what he say. <laughs> Love one another. Love one another. And this is we needed in the body of Christ. Because if you watch it, huh, we are there. We got to. Last scripture and I'm going to sit down. Bible says in Malachi, the fourth chapter, last word. Before the coming of the Lord, of the great and terrible day, God, listen, God is going to turn the hearts of the Father towards the sons. It doesn't say the other way. Father, we got to draw a bigger circle and Cram them jokers in the love. They can't go nowhere. Where are you going to go? That's where we are. 
It's the spirit. It's the spirit. Father, I thank you. For Pastor Mike. Kathy. For the church. God, as a prophet of God, I pray. Let the spirit of fathers turn towards the sons. That we will forgive. We will receive. We will restore. We will help them to be all that you have designed them to be. Father Lord, I pray for Pastor Mike. I pray for whoever you have sown him, God. There will be a smooth, smooth transition. There will be peace. There will be grace. There will be harmony. There will be joy. Father, I put this church into your loving hands. Gates of hell will not prevail against this church. I pray, keep them falling and from stumbling. And let your name be glorified. That they will walk in love towards each other. Father, we love the Son. Son, we respect, submit, and life will go on. For the glory of God. May love of God the Father be upon us all. In Jesus' name. Amen. I love you folks. I might talk all the noise, but you know what? There are few churches I pray, and you are one of them. I'm just being real. And you are one of them. I don't see you very much. And Brother Mike was talking about that. Uh, whenever the Lord wants him to come, I will come with Mike. And he says he's going to put some funny money aside and all that. You know what, Brother Mike? I just come. And let us just, let us just come and bless that uh, Mike. <laughs> Well, I'm still working on it, so. <laughs> yes, but uh, again, thank you for receiving. Keep it simple. Life is simple. God loves you personally, passionately, powerfully, permanently. Find time to spend with Him. Listen to silent whispers. Obey. Love one another. Forgive one another. And we'll be all right. I love you. Be blessed.